Gentlemen, it's seven o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not hello, folks. It's the other guy, the other podcast here, John Hogue, live and direct from an undisclosed location, but from beautiful, exotic downtown Valdosta. How you doing, Diana? I'm really good. I'm going to have to hang up. I'm getting rid echo. I'm going to call in via my phone. Okay, okay. we'll get you in a All second. right. We had a, a, a technical difficulty uh, well, uh, down there in Valdosta. Meanwhile, I just happened to see a headline, by the way. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here just kind of like scrolling through the headlines. I just saw a headline that uh, in New Jersey, a... Uh, an inmate uh, impregnated uh, a transgender woman, <clears throat> impregnated two inmates at a New Jersey women's prison. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I'm just like, ah, why didn't we see this coming before? Demi Minor mm-hmm. uh, was transferred uh from to Garden State Youth Correctional Facility uh last month after impregnating two female inmates at the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility for women. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, oh by the way, Demi Minor, uh, the 27-year-old transgender inmate, is serving a 30-year sentence for manslaughter and will not be eligible for parole until 2037. Well, I just got a, a notification on the control panel here that Diana's having some sort of trouble, so she's going to try to get back with us in a bit. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back in... Uh, what. Uh, the Alleged. wonderful world of space. Well, yeah, we had a pretty good uh, run at things on Tuesday at NASA. Uh, got people's attention uh, with the, the uh, new official first uh, pictures from the James Webb Space Telescope. Uh, and let me put this in personal context. Uh, Originally, there was a project called the New Generation Space Telescope. Uh-huh. Uh, and I worked on it briefly more than 20 years ago, but eventually the, the thing morphed into the James Webb telescope, which was a much more powerful uh, instrument. Well, it says that we're connected with Diana. Are you there, Diana? I'm right here. Um, oh. Someday I am going to fix 
figure out why that happens. It's about one in three times I call in, I start getting this weird echo and I have to change over to my phone. Well, no, I, no. we will get to space in just a minute. How are things <laughs> down there in Valdosta, Diana? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> um, we had a shooting, but that's not new. Um, we've, you know, things are actually in a lot of ways weird, uh, doing very well. Um, Community-wise, well, we've, we've had some great stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, a uh, murder suspect was caught uh-huh. hiding in a woman's backyard sheds yes. last week. Uh, this was on uh, in the fifteen hundred block of North Lee Street. Yep. How far is that from you, Diana? Not very far at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Xavier Cornelius White, thirty-two years old, was wanted in the June twenty-nine death of Napoleon Ponder, Mm -hmm. 51. Mm -hmm. And uh, police got a 911 call that somebody somebody was in this woman's shed. And so uh, uh, there had been an APB out for this guy Mm -hmm. for a while. And the police chief said, quote, I am proud of the nonstop work by our officers and detectives to find Mm -hmm. the offender. I also want to thank the community for providing tips that helped us locate him and take him into custody without mm-hmm. incident. It's police yes. chief Leslie Manahan. Yep. Yes. Well, you know, if it had been just a few miles south, it would have been a Florida man situation. <laughs> it might not have been uh, yeah. quite so smooth. <laughs> now, that's it the never thing is. about Valdez. It's your last <laughs> stop in Georgia before you hit Florida. Just about. Going south. Uh, anyway, getting back to the Webb telescope thing, uh, I'm sure people have seen all sorts of uh, lovely pictures that have come. Oh, out. yeah. Um, the thing about, uh, you know, like I said, I almost I worked on it very briefly before it was the Webb Space Telescope. And then I've worked on other different kinds of astronomy projects and other Earth observation projects and this sort of stuff. Uh, but um, what I'm working on right now uh, is basically part of a robotic mission that will go up and refuel other spacecraft so that we don't have to deorbit them, uh, extending mm. their life uh, for qu- mm-hmm. quite a bit and saving the taxpayer uh, huge amounts of money. Billions. If this works. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, the project I'm working on, though, is, is, is kind of one of those in the background uh, things that's uh, been running for a, a long time and is now coming to fruition. And so when it comes to resourcing, it, it, it gets all sorts of odd places to do their work. The lab I work in is in the basement of Building 3, which is Building 3 is where the Hubble and JWST mm. operations are at Goddard. And uh, this, I'm in a basement room that used to be the computer center that ran projects Mercury and Gemini. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's it's completely unsuitable for an electronics lab, but it's the space available. uh, Uh John, uh, John is, is sort of underselling uh, himself here. And I, I, I always have to explain that John designs Space robots, robots for NASA. For NASA. <laughs> Space robot. He's basically he's Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, <laughs> except he actually designing 
R two D two. Okay, so it's, so there's your backstory. There, he is. Uh, his resemblance to Obi Wan Kenobi has been noted by uh, many others. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, I don't have uh, Alec Guinness's income off of. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. well, you know. Meanwhile, but meanwhile, back yeah. in most Isley. No, back at back in at Building Three. That's where, if you watched the live NASA thing, there were two locations at Goddard that were actually uh, live feeds from. One was mm. a large, lar the larger auditorium uh, on campus, which uh, is where when you saw people in front of a, a, a big crowd, that's where folks were. But the smaller uh, auditorium in uh, Building 3, where I work, was where most of the television uh, uh, camera work was going on. And it was just an absolutely incredibly insane, uh, you know, thing, a temporary operation. So a whole bunch of us, including John, decided that we were going to exercise our telecommuting rights. And I stayed away on Tuesday, but I enjoyed, oh. I really enjoyed uh, looking at those pictures. It was, it was oh. really, really quite astounding. And then, and then, and then I see this thing uh, published on MSN. Oh. I don't normally watch MSN, but the, I caught something, somebody linking to it. And I titled my, uh, my posting about it is not everything is about your sexual orientation. <laughs> and MSN was quoting some other stuff that had come out where NASA apparently uh, uh, is homophobic with the James <laughs> Webb Space Telescope because back in the 60s, early 60s, when Webb was running NASA, uh, he was <laughs> involved in what has been called the Lavender Scare. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, guys, can we just let this, this, this bit of engineering and science happen? Because regardless of your vanity, the song ain't about you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm looking at this. I, I'm looking at the way they worded it. Despite this remarkable achievement for science, the JWST continues to stand as a bitter reminder of our no. country's willingness to tolerate and even memorialize queer phobia. And I was telling John, if we just, if we only had an echo effect and, you know, a little bit of reverb on the board so that we could say queer, queer phobia. phobia in space, 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 space. space. <laughs> yeah. We slap back for that. I don't yeah. Queer phobia in space. I mean, what is wrong with these people? You know, a more rich I don't know. A bitter reminder. A bit of reminder when we're looking at these images, who cares? <laughs> hey, 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 hey uh, yes, it's a bitter reminder, yes, uh, of a, but, but I'm just saying a more wretched hive of scum and villainy you will never find. It, <laughs> yeah, is well, it, uh, speaking of which, speak, well, speaking of wretched hives of scum and villainy, you know, you I'd would, like to talk you, about the media for a while. Well, yeah, I'd like to talk about, don't know much about history, but you kind of uh, rolled over the top of me with your post this morning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. By I, the way, I, by the way, before we start, 
I loved that article. There have been a couple this week that I kind of said, oh, Stacy, you need to back up and rewrite this, but not that one. R write more oh. like that. That was brilliant. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the title, and it's now the featured post uh, on top of mm -hmm. the other McCain.com, uh, it uh, is, is entitled Historic Thoughts on Our Democracy. Now, I lead with a quote from the Federalist Papers, number one. Quote, it has been frequently remarked that it seems to have been reserved to the people of this country by their conduct and example to decide the important question whether societies of men are really capable or not of establishing good government from reflection and choice or whether they are forever destined to depend for their political constitutions on accident and force, end quote. And so that is sort of a bookend uh, to, if you remember the story about the uh, shining city on the hill, the idea mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, that the pilgrims had that, that, that mankind would be watching America to see mm -hmm. how we lived up to uh, uh, our things. And so the idea of, of, of what we have in America being unique in history was something that was in the minds of the framers at the very mm -hmm. time uh, that the Constitution was being uh, uh, formulated and ratified. And I explained that America's form of government is unique among nations in that we are a federal republic. Other nations may call themselves such, but they do not have our distinct history in which 13 separate British colonies, having fought and won a war for independence from their homeland, then developed a new charter for their combined government as a federation of states. As a condition of ratifying that charter, the constitutional conventions of several states, most particularly Virginia, insisted that it must be amended to include guarantees of certain rights. And from this, we get our Bill of Rights. <clears throat> and a point I've been working toward for about a, a year mm -hmm. is that you have to understand, you cannot understand American government without understanding British government because the, the colonists were British and they brought with them uh, certain customs and beliefs, including trial by jury, mm -hmm. um, that, that uh, were distinctly British in nature. For instance, uh, we, we speak of sheriffs and counties, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and so these are all British importations. And, and so, and I go on to, to mention a, an excellent book that if you haven't re read it, mm -hmm. you should. It's Mel Bradford's Original Intentions on the Making and Ratification of the United States Constitution. And the point Absolutely that he's must making... read this book, guys. If you have haven't you, read have it, you, you must. Have you read it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mel Bradford uh, was the guy that Reagan at first wanted to nominate for the National Endowment for the Humanities, mm -hmm. but that kind of blew up uh, for... <laughs> 
uh, and George will had a hand in that, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to uh, uh, go on. But anyways, uh, this book makes the point that it is the ratification process, that if you don't know what they were arguing about in the ratification process, you cannot understand what the real meaning of the Constitution were and what the limits of the federal power are. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm, uh, uh, but um, all of this, what, what particularly inspired this was some words this week from Don Lamont. <laughs> Uh, Don Lamont went on CNN and urged the media to hold Republicans to a different standard than Democrats, citing the threat of growing extremism on the right (laughs) and said that journalists should not give a false equivalence to both sides, but it must instead acknowledge that Republicans are endangering America. And I quote the whole thing. As I said, it's at uh, the t- right now. It's at the top of theothermccain.com, and you can go read it. But uh, <laughs> that got me so fired up. I, I had got up about four o'clock this morning. By the way, sometimes I just wake up early, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, um, Don Lamont's argument is basically January sixth now, January sixth tomorrow, January sixth forever. Okay, they want to continue using the January sixth insurrection as a stick with which to beat Republicans. Well, yeah, uh, the problem is it's more like a wet noodle. Uh, it's kind of an. It's like you're standing there doing a mad beating somebody with an imaginary object. Really, truly, that's what it's really like. Because I'm sorry, if that had been an insurrection, wouldn't somebody, except some poor some it some poor woman protester, have been shot? Well, just but, a thought. Yeah. But you know, Stacy, there's an, another point that you almost but not quite completely nailed down real well in the, in the post. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is the, you, you do talk about the distinctiveness of our being a federal Republic of States. Mm-hmm. We are not a unitary country. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the uh, States are not creatures of the federal government. It's the other way around. Exactly. And that is an mm-hmm. extremely rare there are very few other uh, countries, and most of them relatively small and insignificant, that copied us on that. Um, the other thing that things that we have is because it's a federal republic of states, we got the Tenth Amendment, right, which mm-hmm. says if it ain't the federal government's business, it ain't the federal government's business. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. enforcing that, you know, kind of makes Roe versus Wade go away, which mm-hmm. is, you know, one of the dangers to our democracy. But it's uh, not. I always wonder, I always wonder who our, you know, our who. Yeah, yeah. But that the, first but, person plural pronoun is, is, is uh, whenever you hear that in political uh, discourse. When you ever hear liberals talking about we, us, and our, uh, 
you have to ask which we are you talking about here? Well, yeah. actually, what, especially no, what since you, they're talking specifically about excluding a republic, a, a generically Republicans. Well, the the other thing is is that the the uh, there's one more thing that you brought out that is different from us, mm -hmm. different even from the Swiss. That's the Second mm -hmm. Amendment. Mm, yeah, 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 and that's now, even the even the Swiss who with the tradition of being uh, armed, uh, but because they have a citizen militia for mostly for their army, uh, mm -hmm. their their rights to uh, have those arms are not secured the same way ours are, and mm -hmm. that Second Amendment uh, is one of the things that now it's a civil right. And now you're seeing with the Bruin decision, uh, several of the states that had uh, their uh, gun laws undermined as a result of that, uh, and and sta states that had uh, cases that they thought they'd won being uh, sent back to the appeals courts vacated. You know, you're, but as I as I point out, the wording of the Tenth Amendment. Okay, mm -hmm. is a direct expression of the anti-federalist concern right. mm -hmm. about the federal government becoming a tyrannical power. Speaking of the security of a free state. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. but now you're seeing the Democrats doing the same kind of massive resistance to uh, civil rights that they did mm -hmm. in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> it it's, oh. does seem like a theme, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and for example, I had a post, uh, uh, one of the cases that got uh, upheld by the Ninth Circuit was Hawaii's uh, uh, carry permit law. And it, the decision got vacated by the feds uh, uh, at, the mm -hmm. at the Supreme Court level, and uh, it got sent back uh, for, uh, to be redone based on uh, the Bruin case. And mm -hmm. the, well, the first thing that the people did, uh, the, 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 that Hawaii did, no, no, the first thing that the plaintiff did was, uh, say, well, let's just throw the thing, you know, uh, give us, give us a summary reversal and, and, and that's that we're done. And this, the, Hawaii actually has a technical ground to stand on. This is now you really need to wait for the 25 days for the mandate to come from the court before you do this. In any case, yada, 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 you can see that they're doing everything they can to try to uh, basically hold up an unconstitutional law. And it, I, it's, it's just exactly what I saw on the evening news growing up, uh, watching uh, the civil rights uh, movement in the 50s mm -hmm. and 60s. You know, mm -hmm. same song, second verse. British uh, accent, a little bit yeah. worse. <laughs> yep. But, you know, it's the same thing. On the other hand, uh, we have people like uh, uh, CNN or The Hill or Politico, you know, trying to be the uh, Democratic uh, uh, people, ba basically Democrats with bylines. Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you saw that this week with uh, Jill Biden, excuse me, Dr. Jill Biden's uh, uh, referring to uh, members of the Hispanic community oh. as unique as breakfast tacos. Hey, don't forget Bodegas. 
Do not forget Bodegas, because I am still trying to wrap my head around that one. <laughs> how, how is it possible that people, uh, someone doesn't know the word bodega? I, 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 you know, I've only been to New York City once in my life, but I still know that that's what they call convenience stores there. Well, yeah, but I mean, yes. the thing is, is that, you know, uh, The Hill uh, uh, did then their post, Right rips Jill Biden for saying Hispanic community, right? You know, so we're ripping now. We've, we uh -huh. had been pouncing or seizing, but now we're <laughs> ripping. Yeah. yeah. I did love uh, that. Yeah, well, you know, it's the whole thing when the left makes a gaffe. Um, the real story is how... Uh, is the, the right's right. reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, we have some more wonderfulness coming out of the Biden-Harris uh, administration. Uh, I posted this morning a, a note from Politico uh, uh, that uh, the vice president's speechwriter is quitting after yes. only just, just after a little bit of time on the job. Uh, <laughs> you know, four months on the job, and, and, and uh, it's, you know, it's like the continual churn in the vice president's staff. On the other hand, I can understand why the, why, uh, the speechwriter would do that because I've had to fire an incompetent boss myself, you know, because hitching your wagon to a, a falling star is a, a bad plan for care, for career development. Oh, yeah. And speaking other, of the Biden-Harris regime. Uh, <laughs> Orange is the new black. Yeah, we can so, hope. So to speak, so. Uh, I had a, a uh, post this week called Orange Jumpsuit for Hunter Biden. Don't we? And uh, I, I lent it with the going back to uh, Russia Gate days. I lent it with <laughs> they had lent it with the walls are closing in. You you remember how <laughs> oh, the, the, Lord, the, yeah. what was the the Mueller investigation? The walls are closing in on President Trump. They've been closing in for what six years now. No, you know? uh, Trump yeah. had a, a line to R two D two and got the walls back. Yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> Uh, prosecutors may have a case, and I am quoting from uh, the Daily Mail, prosecutors may have a case for federal prostitution offenses against Hunter Biden. According to documents, texts, and videos <clears throat> that show he spent a staggering $30,000 on escorts in a five-month period. It's Five just... months, thirty thousand dollars. That's six thousand dollars worth of hookers a month. <laughs> uh, did he have a budget? Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know. is that a line item? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it like uh, okay, Hunter? Here's two hundred dollars a day for your hookers. I mean, it was it like an allowance? The president's son wrote checks. I, let you me don't repeat pay this. prostitutes with the president's son wrote checks to a ukrainian woman whose transactions were red flagged by banks for suspicious activity and no you never pay a hooker with a check like you don't pay your drug dealer with a check i, I mean 
I don't want to. I I don't have any experience in paying hookers, by the way. But it's like it's like like just imagine you go to a strip club, you know, and and you're and instead of putting a dollar in the garter, you write her a check. I mean, it's just stupid. Anyway, a suspicious activity report filed by J.P. Morgan Chase named Florida and New York-based Ekaterina Moreba after she received tens of thousands of dollars from Hunter's company and women who the first son paid for sex. On the other hand, you don't pay them with credit cards either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you don't do any of that sort of stuff. Or Cash App or any of that. Come on, folks. Yeah. I mean, you don't do any of that sort of stuff. Which I'm going to start quoting Simon Whistler. Do not write. Do not write down your crimes. <laughs> Videos and pictures show Hunter helping transport those prostitutes across state lines. And Chuck as Berry. I mentioned, yeah, Chuck Berry went to prison for that. That uh, uh -huh. transporting. Uh, uh, women across state lines for immoral purposes, the Man Act, as, as it's called. One of the great achievements of the early 20th century progressive movement. Yes. Along with the Harris Act for drugs and prohibition mm -hmm. of alcohol. Right, mm -hmm. right, right, right. Well, anyways, but as I said, the, the uh, FBI has had this stuff for going on three years now, and Hunter is still not behind bars, so so I think that they're well, if, you know if they can hold on uh, until the after the next presidential election, the statute of limitations will run out right. most of this. Correct. Right. So so we know that uh, the FBI is completely corrupt, and the DOJ mm -hmm. would never prosecute a Democrat, which is why dun, 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 Hillary Clinton is not in prison. Yeah. Yep. Well, on the other. <laughs> On the other hand, there are some things that are good uses of money. And I'm going to talk about one right now, which I'm very thankful uh, that uh, this uh, has been brought to a, a, a happy close. But uh, our friend Jeff Goldstein uh, of Protein Wisdom uh, has a son with cancer mm -hmm. and uh, was on the verge of because uh, the... Uh, very expensive it's medical a, treatment. It's a, the, 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 what? it's a very rare cancer, uh, about one in one million, and therefore the treatment for the uh, medications for it are unusual and, and therefore and very not, expensive. And not very well covered by insurance. So he was on the verge of losing his house and uh, put yeah. up a... A, a, a bleg. A bleg and... Uh, uh, I, I linked to it, uh, Instapundit linked to it, several other mm -hmm. people did. Jeff was able to actually bring in more than he really needed uh, on this. People have been very generous. And so yes. uh, to the extent that any of uh, the Hogwash readers who responded are listening, thank you very much. But you know what? Not every blogger needs money because of that kind of emergency. Some of us need it just to make a living. Speaking of that, tell them about the yellow button. Meanwhile, if you, yes, this is the shameless capitalism part of the broadcast where I tell our readers that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, 
you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can contribute dollars, shekels, pesos, yen, uh, well, no longer any rubles, but euros. <laughs> did I mention euros? You could, we, we take whatever currency you got anywhere around the world, click the yellow button, go to my PayPal account, and you can help support the blog, help support the podcast, and of course, help keep my wife happy because she likes it when I uh, make money off this stuff. And so so keeping my wife happy is always job number one. And I uh, thank you for your support. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguash.com. Yeah, yes, there is in the sidebar a tip jar icon. Click on that. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support the blog, help support the broadcast. Uh, you can also uh, shop at the Hoguash store. That's links a little bit further down in the sidebar. Uh, you can uh, also shop using uh, Amazon affiliate links that you'll find at uh, Hoguash or at the other McCain. Uh, the Amazon affiliate th is, links are links that bloggers put up to uh, things for sale at Amazon, and we get a little cut of the action on that, uh, something that Amazon does to uh, help support the blogosphere. I appreciate it very much. By the way, uh, if you look at uh, tomorrow's blog, there will be a very special Amazon shopping link. So there's a, there's there's an in inducement to look at the blog for tomorrow. Oh, also, uh, you can click on the DMCA uh, link uh, in, in the uh, which has my mailing address. And if you want to mail me gold Russian rubles, I will take those. <laughs> Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, please. Meanwhile, Stacy, yes. uh, you have uh, much more than I have been on top of the 10-year-old rape victim story. Yeah, the biggest story of the past two weeks, really, I, I mean, if you've been paying attention, is that, is that uh, you know, we talked about this, I believe, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that what had happened was is that uh, a Indiana abortion doctor went to the media to say that three days after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, she was contacted uh, by an, uh, to, to give an abortion to an Ohio 10-year-old uh, who uh, was, um, was uh, uh, pregnant uh, and passed the six-week deadline uh, in Ohio and therefore couldn't get an abortion in Ohio. We were told we're going to get Not all true. through this, mm -hmm. by the way. Well, mm -hmm. we're going to go all through this, by the way. But, mm -hmm. but so this story came out, and many of us, myself included, noted the lack of detail in mm -hmm. the story, that there was no nothing from the cops, nothing from the prosecutors, nothing from family children's service. They didn't even tell us what city this had happened with. My guess, of course, was Cleveland. Okay. Oh. Anything, you know, I mean, you know, speaking of a, a, a hive of scum and villainy, Cuyahoga County is the worst. 
I mean, I mean, I, I, I know we have some friends who think that Philadelphia or Baltimore are, are the worst place in the world, but, but Cleveland sucks. Okay, it's mm. a bad place. Well, they actually built it next to Lake Erie, so what do you know? Yeah. Well, anyways, so finally it broke this week, uh, and I quote from dun dun dun, dun <laughs> the Columbus Dispatch: A Columbus man, Columbus man has been charged with impregnating a 10-year-old Ohio girl, Ohio girl, whose travel to Indiana to seek an abortion led to international attention following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and activation of Ohio's abortion law. Columbus man and Ohio girl. A 10-year-old Ohio girl was right God. By- a Columbus man, Gershon Fuentes, 27, whose last known address was an apartment on Columbus's northwest side, was arrested Tuesday after police say he confessed to raping the child on at least two occasions. Uh, police were made aware of the girl's pregnancy through a referral by Franklin County Children's Service that was made by her mother on June 22nd. Uh, Detective Jeffrey Hoon uh, testified Wednesday morning at Fuentes' arraignment. On June 30th, the girl underwent a medical abortion in Indianapolis. Yeah, and see, I thought this was one of these Jussie Smollett type of hoaxes. I just couldn't mm-hmm. believe it was true, and we're going to get on to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, why I didn't believe it was true. But um, uh, but at the court, uh, Franklin County Municipal Court Judge Cynthia Ebner said the case did not warrant Fuentes, who is believed to be undocumented. I love this and. We're going to get more on this. Who is but to be held without bond. But she did say a high bond was necessary and set a $2 million bond for Fuentes who is being held in the Franklin County Jail. Hey, if, hey, hey, if any of our listeners, if you have a, a, a friend or relative who's an inmate at the Franklin County Jail... I will be glad to mail them a shiv, okay? Uh, you know, a 10-year-old, okay? The child anyway, just, had only just turned 10, too. Yeah, yeah, just, we're going to get oh. all through this. Oh, sorry. Gonna, we, sorry. We, we've got, well, I mean, we've got multiple let, stories to get through here. But well, well, one, sorry. Of, one, of the th- one of the very highest death rates for prisoners is pedophiles. Yeah, mm-hmm. pedophiles in prison. But anyway, so... But the way it was played, the way this was, never mind that Fuentes, you know, uh, is an illegal immigrant. We're going to get to all of this, by the way. Mm -hmm. Never mind this. The only moral of the story that the media will allow us to conclude is that abortion should always be legal because, oh, my God, a woman's right to choose. No uterus, no opinion. Anyways. I have a uterus. Am I allowed to talk? Am I allowed to have an opinion? Oh, please do. By all means. Okay. 
this, okay, first of all, this is a horror story from beginning to end. For um, that Indiana um, abortionist, by the way, ter- um, broke all sorts of confidentiality things in, go- in rules, in law- laws, in fact, in giving this, in uh, putting this to- before the public uh, and turning this child into a political football. Yeah, um, she is responsible for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is, and I am disgusted. But um, honestly, the child uh, medically uh, medically necessary. There is a medical emergency uh, exception in the Hawaii, in the uh, Ohio law. There is no need for her to have been transported to Indiana. None of this needed to ever happen. This never needed to be her condi- her situation. Never needed to be turned into a football. But this creature, this this animal who did this to her, he he should never have been in this country. And I cannot believe anybody is 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 acting like there's anything here except a horrible crime that must be investigated, find every aspect of it, punish all the guilty, and make sure this kid is safe. My yeah. God, what a terrible thing. Well, you know, I am but, just not able to even wrap my head around it in some ways. I'm so... Dis- I, ugh. <laughs> my well, skin get, crawls when I think about it. Gets, it. It gets even sicker when you hear uh, how the mother has been handling it. Oh, The mother M-G. is probably illegal, probably has no other source of support, and this is an ancient and disgusting bargain that has been made for a long time. We, I thought we were past this. It's terrible. It's terrible. It is. And, and, and what is going on the, in, in the background of the controversy mm-hmm. over this story is, speaking of a, a, a bargain, mm-hmm. is that the uh, Democratic Party has made identity politics part of their core belief system. And so this, in, combi- in combination with the strategic idea that demographic trends, particularly the growth of non-white minority populations, is the key to their obtaining uncontested political hegemony. The guy that wrote this book, Ray Teixeira, by the way, <laughs> uh, a strategist, and, and, and he is, by the way, he's... he's uh, had some qualms he, about the recent turns of democratic politics, but to yeah, continue, he just decamped to American Enterprise Institute. Oh yeah, Ray Teixeira. Well, anyways, uh-huh. Ray Teixeira uh, wrote the book "The Coming Democratic Majority," which has been coming and coming and coming. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it is, and it has never really arrived. And but they're frustrated. They they well, have been you, told they, that they were told that they were going to get all these people in from third world countries, and they were going to just love the fact that they were getting free stuff. But the thing is, is that most of the people that come from third world countries have been living in the real world for, for uh, their lives up, up to now. And mm-hmm. they know that there are real world consequences for stuff. <laughs> and then they see this absolute insane stuff and that doesn't work with yeah. them. That's the reason why you're seeing a huge swing to uh, Republicans via uh, by Hispanic mm-hmm. voters. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, I I would just to veer off into the weeds here a little bit. We've got time. Um, The uh, when I lived in Georgia, my next door neighbor uh, was a a Mexican who Mm -hmm. worked at the poultry plant Mm -hmm. uh, there Mm -hmm. within uh, uh, and. Uh, in talking to him and, and observing his way of life, I'll just put it this way, is that your average Mexican of the working class, and I, I don't mean to generalize too much here, but he's basically a Latino redneck, okay? <laughs> they like to drink beer and raise hell on the weekends, you know? And, and so the idea that they're going to go along with all this woke agenda stuff just because the Democrats tell them they have to. No, 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 no. You don't boss around, uh, you know, the, the, the yeomanry as it were of, uh, of, of Mexico ain't down for that. I mean, they might not be happy with everything that gringos are up to, but uh, they're, they're just not, you know, they're a little more down to earth. Well, but the, thing, the thing is, is, is the problem isn't necessarily with the gringos, it's with the green gecks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so anyway, man. so anyways, because it, it, it Democrats view illegal aliens as part of their party's constituency because of what we may dub the future Democratic Voters Project. And so everything in the Democrat Party is oriented toward protecting uh, illegal aliens. Well, meanwhile, Maria Vargas Peon a reporter for Spanish-language TV channel Telemundo somehow mm-hmm. found the home address of the mother of the 10-year-old girl whose abortion made national headlines and scored a brief interview in which the woman appeared to defend the 27-year-old illegal immigrant who impregnated her daughter. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and by the way, it's a Spanish language interview. It, mm-hmm. it seems yes. obvious to me that this woman does not. That this woman, uh, and by the way, I, I'm told that that while the guy that was doing the raping is Guatemalan, this woman, who's the mother of the girl, is Mexican. She and, sounded Mexican. She had that really nasal uh, Oaxican uh, okay. accent. Okay, well, I'm glad you're you're sophisticated enough to tell one accent from another. I'm from uh, but, California. <laughs> but Jorge Bonilla of the Media Research Center. Mm-hmm. By the way, is it ex-Texan? I'll confirm it sounded Mexican to me as well. Okay, mm-hmm. well, any, and, not, and not Tex-Mex, but further south. No, yeah, well, anyways, yeah, Jorge Bonilla Jorge. of Jorge, Jorge. I used to, I have a, I had a friend in... Uh, um, college who was from Panama mm-hmm. and uh, and and his name was Jorge and we just called yeah. him George you know it well, was, what it means it's Alabama you know what are you going to do anyways and and he analyzes this interview and expresses his belief that the woman and her daughter are both here illegally mm-hmm. that um Fuentes, the uh, accused rapist, was the sole means, uh, uh, sole income, the breadwinner of the family, and mm-hmm. that uh, him going to jail uh, 
it, it means they've got no income at all. And obviously, they don't qualify for welfare. And and they're going to be left uh, uh, supported by uh, the their social betters that uh, uh, have stirred this whole thing up. It, it, oh, they'll they, be abandoned immediately. Oh, but it, it it gets even better. the 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 attempted cover up uh, is is getting reengaged. Uh, NBC News has reported that. A lawyer for the doctor in Indiana who did the abortion <laughs> sent a cease and desist letter to uh, the attorney general uh, saying that you're making false statements about my client <laughs> and we're going to sue you for defamation. Yeah. Uh, the too attorney bad. General, she did it herself. <laughs> the attorney general is going to get sued for defamation. I, 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 I'll be interested to see how that, but uh, I tell you what, a cease and desist letter. I mean, I laugh at that. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've seen more than one of those in my life. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, freedom of the press. Well, not only that, we've won a, our share of defamation. Yeah, suits. we have won a defamation <laughs> suit or two. Uh, or, or in my case, four. Well, no, in my case, uh, eight. Eight. Okay. I I remember I got small belt as well. Yeah. Well, I I was surprised, John, at this story we're coming to. I thought this would be the crazy people are dangerous story. No. no. When we get to crazy people are dangerous, we're going to get to people who are not dangerous to others, but dangerous to themselves. The headline is her EBT card got declined. Okay, which is all you really need to know about the incident in a bodega, which I can pronounce correctly, a bodega in New York City, uh, where a an Jose Alba, 61 years old, an immigrant from the Dominican Republic who was working July 1st in the bodega, was attacked (laughs) and responded by fatally stabbing his attacker. Even though the self-defense case seems very strong, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who, of course, was elected with money from George Soros, Soros. decided to charge Alba with second-degree murder and had him jailed at Rikers Island for six days on a quarter-million-dollar bond. Before, a judge reduced the bond to $50,000 and Alba was released last Thursday. Yeah, well, you know, that's just the way things work uh, with uh, those uh, DAs that have been inflicted on places Mm -hmm. like L.A. and San Francisco. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Baltimore. But when when Stacy went to to deal with the whole story, that's when it gets... Um, you start finding yourself just pinching the uh, yeah, bridge of your it, nose it, and shaking it, your head. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly the expression. It's like, this is so sad, okay? And what so had happened stupid. was is uh, that the a woman uh, and who is pictured in the article, by the way, with her mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend's blood on her, by the way, you can see on her hand. But anyways, mm-hmm. this Literally. woman went to the bodega with her 
10-year-old daughter and went to buy a, the girl a bag of chips when her electronic benefits transferred card, EBT, um, got declined at the register. Alba, who was working the register, then took the bag of chips from the girl. Mm-hmm. The, this enraged the woman, and I'm going to have some words here. Uh, in quoting her directly, you can't touch my daughter. Don't snatch that out of my daughter. You effing piece of S, quote. The woman goes on to say, quote, I'm going to bring my N-word down here, and he's going to F you up. My N-word is going to come down here right now and F you up. And all the... Alba is seen on the video saying, it's not my fault. It's not working. And and when someone asked him about the woman, he says, she don't have money. Okay? <laughs> okay. Which is a very simple explanation. Uh, it, but she's threatening, right, that she's going to mm-hmm. have her N-word, her boyfriend, she meant. I'm going to bring him down here and he's going to F you up. And meanwhile... There's a, a bunch of knifing going on, and mm-hmm. you know, the the wrong guy gets arrested. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Austin Simon, a 32 year old with a lengthy criminal history with arrest for robbery, assault, and domestic violence, actually went to state prison in 2016 for assaulting a police officer. That's her boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? And he shows up and you can see it on the video. He comes in and starts shoving this guy around, and the guy just reaches under the counter and grabs, I think it was a box cutter. And Not just- until he'd been grabbed by the neck and dragged out from camera. That was I knew what was about to happen to him right then, and I'm really glad he grabbed that box cutter. Well, he grabbed the box cutter, and one of the things is you get somebody in the neck <laughs> the right way with a knife, yeah. They're going to be dead before the, you could get the uh, paramedics there. I, that, mm-hmm. There was another case. I wanted to, oh, be, you know, I thought carotid, about it. Broken carotid artery, no brain uh, oxygen, yeah. quick death. Yeah, it is very a quick. very quick death if you get the carotid artery. And uh, the um, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I had seen a case in Australia, in Brisbane, by the way, where some local youth uh, – got into a brawl down there and and mm. some guy had a knife and got some guy in the neck and he was he was down and out just like yep. immediately 12 seconds but, yeah. but the, you know, anyways the, and so this woman and then after the cop stuffed up said that's over three dollars three effing dollars he's that something please help him and uh <sighs> with her boyfriend bleeding out on the floor and, and his blood literally on her hands but right. metaphorically as well <laughs> yes because you know it, it is you know and it's like what ace actually said the criminal class is among the democrats most important constituents this guy probably should have still been behind bars this mm-hmm. austin simon and well, um yeah but, he well he's lucky that the police didn't get him when, when he tried to assault him in the first place yeah well I mean, my, very... my, my my headline my walk-off line is snake pliskin had the right idea about new york 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, to the other side of the country and Berkeley. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You, you remember, by the way, years ago, it used to be that all the craziness came out of Berkeley. But well, it's so, now every college campus. But huh? yeah, but uh, there's this Berkeley law professor who's testifying before a Senate <laughs> committee, and, she, and this, she's talking about uh, uh, ri women's rights, except she's not talking about women. And so Senator Hawley tries to clarify what she's saying and says, you're, you're talking about women, right? And basically she goes into this long thing about how his line of questioning <laughs> is transphobic. You know, and what, what is that line from Darth Vader? Uh, I find your lack I, of faith disturbing. Disturbing. Yes. Well, actually, no, this, in this case, it's, it's just, it's pure science denial. I mean, mm -hmm. th those of us who have, Y chromosomes are not women. And, right. Right. And it's just, you know, there is a difference between those of us who have Y chromosomes and those of us who don't. And mm -hmm. just, I, I, I had to make the post, uh, don't know much about biology. <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> she is a lawyer, not a biologist. So we had to leave her like that. But that brings us then to uh, science denial and the, the and how uh, these young ladies have become such a danger to themselves that they may, in fact, deserve a Darwin Award. Yeah, crazy people are dangerous, and Darwin smiles was my headline. Uh, uh, because extinction occurs when a species fails to adapt to its environment, and feminists are not very adaptable. And it's a story from the New York Post of all places. And I, I, I just haven't having to, oops, uh-oh, uh-oh. What? I, I, di I, I didn't link the right story. Ah, it's I, Darwin smiles off of your post. Go to oh, no, it's no, only, no, no. It's like third down. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, yes, it's, it's the, uh, uh, the, the New York Post has a story with the headline, frustrated young women are trying to get sterilized after overturning of Roe. <sighs> and, and the lead, it's, of course, it's the anecdotal lead because it's always the anecdotal lead with mm -hmm. these people. From the day she got her first period, Olivia Downs has known that she does not want children. And so when the 22-year-old visited a new OBGYN in June, she brought up the possibility of getting her tubes tied, also known as tubal ligation. Mm -hmm. She expected to be questioned about pursuing sterilization at such a young age, but she did not anticipate a lecture about how she might meet Mr. Wright and change her mind. Her sardonic retelling of the appointment went viral on TikTok last month, amassing 3.4 million views. Thousands of people flooded the comments to weigh in on whether 20-somethings should be eligible for the procedure. And, and it said that uh, the U.S. Supreme Court's recent decision overturning Roe v. Wade has forced women of childbearing age to seriously consider how to manage their bodies as their reproductive <sighs> rights and choices diminish. No, they and don't. I, <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
You idiot, I want to say to the writer, women's reproductive rights, to use your phrase, are not likely to be restricted in any northeastern state since all the Supreme Court did was to return authority to the, to the states in terms of the legality of abortion. Downs attends college in Massachusetts. O-M-F-G. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're in Massachusetts. Of all the states that would limit a woman's right to choose, I guarantee you Massachusetts will be the last. Okay? Mm -hmm. Is it arguably the most liberal large state in the uh, I don't know California might do. yeah it's it's a it, it's a it's a push pull uh, yeah you could say but Washington I, state or Oregon I anyways but the point is I think your right to choose is safe in Massachusetts and yet and, and she goes on to quote uh, other women who are seeking tubal ligation and cu- cu- accusing well here's the thing it isn't mm-hmm. a right Okay. No. A, no. A right. Your right creates a corresponding duty on my p- a part, and uh, I don't have a duty to uh, uh, allow anyone to take an innocent life. Uh, and so, to the extent that uh, I can influence the law here in Maryland, I will do my bit to get Maryland's. Uh, rather uh, uh, liberal laws uh, put back the way they should be. Well, my point of view is this. If you're a woman and you want to exercise reproductive choice, hey, there is birth control you would not believe all over the place. There is stuff that um, even the hormonal stuff is not the heavy-duty stuff that you were looking at even back in the 80s. They have stuff that will last months, that is low, low, low dose. And it's not a risk to you in most ways. It may slightly elevate your risk of breast cancer, but honestly, um, everything in the environment seems to be doing the same thing. In any case, you have all sorts of choices that don't include abortion for your convenience and certainly don't, and um, I, I'm sorry, if you want to ruin your fertility, go. you go right ahead, I don't care. But um, abortion is not the answer. <laughs> well, I'm so old. I remember when I used abstinence as a means of avoiding becoming a father. Well, yes, John, but you are an actual person who actually can think and see consequences. And evidently we have raised at least two generations who are quite incapable of, capable of that. You know, when I was uh, talking about this story with my, my brother, I, I, I just mm-hmm. had to mention that Turn off the effing TV. Okay, mm-hmm. how about that for a starter? These people, it, it's like, and I, I've talked about, we've got all these people going crazy, extremists. When you read about some extremist who's gotten, <laughs> gotten arrested for doing something extreme, why did he do that? Well, was it was something he saw on the internet or it was something that he's been, you know, mainlining cable TV news. And I'm like, this is why these women are crazy, okay? Yes. They're so believing, oh, Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Our lives are just meaningless and without purpose. Well, honey, who told you that? But uh, as I said in there, 
uh, responded to all these women, uh, uh, including one who uses they, them pronouns. I said sterilization should be mandatory for everybody who uses they, them pronouns. These mental defectives should not be reproducing. <laughs> and I go on to the idea of putting them in camps and using them for medical experiments. But fortunately, none of that Third Reich stuff will be necessary because these undesirables have chosen self-inflicted genocide. Well, and at least they deserve a special kind of Darwin Award for removing themselves from the gene pool without mm -hmm. killing themselves. All right. Well, we are, we are, uh, I hear the uh, rock and roll in the background tells us it's almost time to get out of here. And so until next Saturday, seven o'clock as usual, uh, that about wraps it up for this episode of the other podcast. Diana, thank you for joining us. Anytime. And we'll see you next week. Good night, Diana. Good Bye, y'all. Good night. Mr. Briggs. <laughs>